0: You're listening to the Trinity Ministries Podcast. For more information and to support our ministry, go to www.trinityhudson.org. Well I got to say how many of you are looking forward to winter? Yes, good. Uh-huh. And how many of you have your ice melt already and uh, the, the salt and yeah still a oh you do that's good. Um I still have a few more things to do. Um, I still have trim to paint and, and a deck to finish. And I, So anyway, but I'm looking forward to the snow coming um, so I don't have to do, do them, I guess. I don't know. But uh, anyway, we're talking about salt today. We're, talking about, we're continuing our series called Distinct and, uh, because Christ has uh, filled our lives and our hearts and, and he has made us who we are. And and as we let him live in us, we live um, a little bit differently than sometimes we see in the rest of the world. The gospel for today is from Matthew chapter 5, and here Jesus talks about us being salt and light. He says, um, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. In our in our house, we um, we have a, a number of different uses for salt. Um, we put it in our salt water, our softener, water softener du-jing. Um We put it on the table. We put it in our food. We have it um, to spread outside to to melt the ice. In um, in our household. Um, we have three adults living in our household, and so each one of us um, has taken to cooking. all three of us are working and and, uh, and or and or going to school so my wife connie and and my daughter Leah, are both great cooks uh, me uh, not so much they're never very happy to see Tuesdays and Thursdays roll around, um, but I have gotten better I have gotten better um, as especially as I have paid closer attention to the recipes. Um, I never used to pay much attention to recipes. Um, A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, However, there always seemed to be something missing. And um, then I started looking um, closer, and in those recipes I noticed salt and pepper to taste. Salt. Salt. Uh, that's that's what I was I was missing, and so I started adding salt to the recipes, and voila, things got zestier and and uh, tastier and easier to swallow. My grandson says. <laughs> well, Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. Uh, you are an essential part of God's recipe for the world. Without you. And me living out our faith in the world at work and in our families, the world is just kind of bland and unpalatable and headed like some of my meals for the garbage can. I think the reason that Jesus chose salt and and light as well is because of their um, unique, distinct, and essential qualities. Both um, salt and light bring influence, create influence and carry influence in the food and in the world. Both have immediate impact, put salt into, uh, into food and it, it begins to taste a little bit zestier. You put, turn on the lights in the house and, and uh, the room is, is filled with light. Both are noticed instantly and both are missed if they are not present and active. And so Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. That phrase has become so popular that uh, it's become a proverb throughout the English language. You can go to any English-speaking country and um, say, you know, this person or that person is the salt of the earth, a salt of the earth kind of person. If someone is genuine, if they're useful, if they're honest and hardworking, if they're straightforward, without hypocrisy, if they're caring, we all know what uh, it means of that person then when we say they are the salt of the earth. Salt was one of the most common substances in the ancient world, as a matter of fact. Roman soldiers were paid in salt. And they would uh, revolt. There were several revolts among Roman soldiers if they did not get their ration, their payment of salt. And indeed, our word salary, salary comes from the Latin word salarium, which means literally salt money. And our expression, you know, that person is, is not worth uh, his or her salt, is a reminder of the high value <clears throat> that salt had in biblical times. Salt was, first of all, a preservative. It kept things from spoiling. It kept meat from spoiling. It it kept uh, all kinds of things from spoiling. I haven't read the recipe for pickles. Do you put salt in pickles? Yep. Well, there you go. And it preserves those cucumbers. Um, you know, cucumbers? Yeah? Okay, good. I'm going to have to try that. Um, in the same way, okay, in the same way that salt preserves all these things, um... Believers act like a preservative in the world. As we bring Christ's word, as we bring the kingdom's influence into our society, as we let the love that we've received in Jesus Christ that has changed our life, as we let that out of our life and, and let it permeate out through the rest of society, we help preserve our world. We help protect the society from, um, from the evil and the, and the, and the corruption that would otherwise um, permeate its way out in the world without obstacle and without opposition. I mean, just imagine our world today without, um, without any churches um, where children and adults are, are taught about love and how to care and um, how to be present for people who are in need. Imagine our world without hospitals. Hospitals were, uh, first came about um, from churches, Imagine our world without any um, social relief agencies, which is where social relief first started as well. Imagine our world without food shelves, many of which are, are stored and kept and, and um, served out of churches. Imagine our world without medical missions. We have a couple of people here who are going to be going <clears throat> to other parts of the world this year um, who are nurses and doctors um, dentists um, to, to bring help and healing to others in underdeveloped countries. All of these things uh, got started in the church. They got started out of people's relationship with Jesus Christ, out of Christ living and dwelling in folks who, are, who then reach out into the world to let that love and that grace and the blessings of God um, out through their hands and their hearts and their lives. And um, many of these things are still supported by um, Christians living out their faith in the world. Salt is a preservative, and we are called to help preserve the world as well. Salt is also a flavoring or seasoning. Like I mentioned, it it adds zest and, and intensity to food. And in the same way, Christianity brings spice and zest to life. The disciples who were gathered around Jesus Um, they were a little clump of joy in an otherwise drab and difficult and depressing world. That joy and that love and the peace that is in Christ, that's what drew people to him in his day. And it's what changed lives and changed the world, that joy and that love and that peace. It infects, it, it affects people who are touched by it the people that we touch, um, we spread that love and that joy out through our whole community. Um, we do it in many different ways. Um, through art and music, which, is, which again is something that came out of the church, out of people who, who looked around them and saw God and had experienced his love and grace, who drew pictures and, and, and wrote music and, and played music that brought life and depth and intensity to the world and, and still do. We um, spread the, the love of, of Christ and, and flavor the world, make our workplaces happier and more joyful places. You know, there are some Mondays when I get up, and yeah, I'm not so excited about going to work. Um, well, except for the kids that I get to teach, that's kind of fun but but to um it's it's a lot more joyful and happy experience as I as I think about God made this day he is filling this day I may be challenged this day by something at work or with one of my but God will be there to help me and we take that we take that joy that understanding that what each day God has given us as a gift and so we take that that attitude out into the world and uh you know people who are Just, you know, coming to work and it, it's so hard because the Packers lost on Sunday night. You know, at least we've got Jesus and we've got love and we've got grace and we know the world is going to end okay, even if Packers don't win the uh, Super Bowl. um, We know it's going to be okay because Christ is alive and he lives in us and we get to take that to work and we get to share that with people and bring a. Bring a little ray of sunshine into a drab, sorrowful Wisconsin heart. Salt is a flavoring. It, uh, it can fill our neighborhoods as we invite our neighbors over to our house, as we <coughs> excuse me, as we coach our kids' teams with, with, an, with an affirming kind of way, um, with a joy and a, and a gladness and a, and a heart for, for kids and for our neighbors a heart that Jesus has had, too. Um, that kind of salt can help to um, to bring joy and, uh, and uh, to our neighborhoods and to our world. Salt is also an antiseptic. In ancient times, babies were rubbed in salt so that the cuts and infections that sometimes developed after birth, um, be, sometimes because of the, uh, the kind of medically primitive way that kids were born in those days, um, the, the salt, they believed, helped with the infections that sometimes developed. And, um, and sometimes salt was added to wounds. You've heard that phrase, salt added to wounds. Well, it was added to the wounds because they, they believed that it would help to stop infection, even though it was sometimes kind of painful. But that cleansing of the wound was really important. Um, Christians act in a similar way, to help bring healing to the, to the world. Um, not so much um, pointing out sins and the sicknesses of society, but rather reaching out to bring healing and help and reconciliation to a world that has been deeply hurt by selfishness and anger and sin. God has given us some medicine in Jesus Christ that has uh, even raised the dead, the power and the love of grace and grace of God that raised Jesus from the dead. It has changed our lives. It has healed our relationship with God and, and a lot of times with family and, and each other and with others in our world. That same healing balm of God's love lives and dwells in us, and we have the privilege of taking that love and that healing out into our world and sharing it with our neighbors, with our friends, with the people that we work with, with our families. This love and this forgiveness that we get in Jesus, this faith can help to um, heal our workplaces and our neighborhoods and our community and our world too, which also is so very deeply divided. Finally, salt creates thirst as well. It's been said that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, but the rest of the saying might go. You can, however, give him a salt tablet and make him thirsty. And uh, as Jesus made people thirsty for God the Father just by being who he was, so we, as, as we just be who we are, people who have been loved by God, who have received his life and forgiveness, as we just let that, that joy that we have in Jesus Christ live out in our relationships as we love each other here, and become more and more like Christ, we become more and more um, appealing to the world as the world can see Jesus living in us. People are looking for that today. They're, They're looking for meaning. They're looking for authenticity. They're looking for someone who will care and who will do what is right. What brought you here? As we live that out in our lives, People see it, and they're, and they're drawn to it, and they come, they come to Christ. There's a Roman philosopher in, um, in this decades after, after Jesus who went out to investigate Christianity in order to try and debunk it, but in the end, he ended up admitting with longing, look at how they love one another. Our love for each other, our love for the world our our unity, our peace, our passion, and our compassion. It all has the power to draw people to God. So how um, how do we make that impact? How do we be salt out in the world? The first way that we do that is by staying close to Christ ourselves. If we're going to be salt, we need to stay close to the one who makes us salt. Jesus said, if salt loses...